Are you even a millennial if you're not going to therapy? Yeah. <laughs> you are listening to The Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. Good morning, everybody. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited. I just booked my fucking vaccine. Oh, I don't. Listen, I know everyone has differing opinions about this. But fucking jab me, stab me, put, I don't give a shit what's in it. If I'm the person that dies so that the rest of you can have hot girl summer, I'll fucking sacrifice myself at this point, you know? Whew. 30 and over in Alberta, you can book now. Like, let's get it done. I want to be shaking my ass on top of a bar within the next two months or I will drop dead just from pure the sads anyways that's how my morning's going I'm really excited shout out to Dave who woke up early and got both of us in line on separate devices so that we could book we're going for family vax day and I'm gonna buy that man a beer I'm gonna buy him a beer for doing that I can't wait um hi if this is your first episode, welcome. This is basically what it's like all the time. Uh, a first this week in Jack Shit Show history. We are on part two of a two-parter. Um, now, you can just come into this one. It's not going to ruin anything. We are talking to the same bichacho as last week my girlfriend Allie Schuster she is a consultant for the World Health Organization on mental health she is uh, part of a global peer network of um, people with lived experiences she's got all the she's amazing she's got so much knowledge last week she was talking purely about mental health this week we're diving into her area of expertise which is therapy bitch if you don't have a therapist yet who are you like who are you can I just tell you if you're not going to therapy there's a damn good chance someone's going to therapy because of you not going to therapy okay listen to me I'm gonna say it again go to therapy nothing to be ashamed of we all go now you know we just kind of decided at one point like we love therapy we love therapy um if you find this help talk whoa this help talk kelsey let's have some more coffee before we start speaking if you find this episode helpful you may want to go back and listen to the last one vice versa um they do obviously go together we're going to start exactly where we picked off oh my god words are hard we are going to start up exactly where we picked off oh my god (laughs) i fucking can't i'm just gonna let ali start talking because i'm in need of caffeine very clearly in need of caffeine um stick around and i will talk to you at the end absolutely and you're such an advocate for other people and such a resource for other people in oh, your <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> oh, thanks love <laughs> so uh, should we talk therapy <laughs> let's talk therapy it's 2021 if you're not going to therapy you should be 
are you even a millennial if you're not going to therapy? Yeah. <laughs> are you even a person on the earth if you don't have a therapist at this point? <laughs> Literally. Are you oh an alien? God. I'm worried about you. Literally. So in terms of, if I think like the best way to go into therapy is to kind of say like, first of all, like what is therapy? Cause I think this yeah. is something that can let's like, let's break it down because I feel like people are scared of therapy. Let's oh, talk terrifying. about, let's get into it. What is therapy? And yeah, you hit us with the, what is therapy and like break it down therapy. and make it less scary for people. Um, so therapy is essentially this process where you meet with a trained professional, mm-hmm. um, and essentially you, the client work with that professional to help achieve what you want from life. I'm just going to differentiate this. Cause some, like you can, there is technically a difference between like counseling and therapy. Okay. I personally kind of use those terms interchangeably. As do like, I didn't know there was a difference. There technically is, but I don't really like counseling is technically supposed to be short-term and therapy mm. is long-term process. Okay. Honestly, in Canada, those terms are used pretty interchangeably. So yeah. don't worry about it. Counselor, yeah. therapist, you choose the length. Um, so the process of like getting what you want from life might involve learning coping mechanisms, dealing with relationship issues, like healing from trauma or loss, resolving problematic behaviors, beliefs, feelings, etc. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, and this is what I tell every single person who comes to me and wants to go to therapy, Ultimately, the goal of therapy is for a therapist to reflect their client's best self back to them mm-hmm. and empower their client to utilize that best version of themselves in their daily life. Mm-hmm. And that is what actually what my therapist told me. Mm. And I've never, I was like, holy, because I think that's so true. It's literally the goal is to reflect your best self back to you. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take trained that. professionals with a toolbox that you don't have access to that you're going to get the access to. Oh yeah. So yeah. utilize that toolbox. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and the other question I always get to like, is there a right time to go therapy? No, <laughs> there is no yeah. right time to go to therapy. And actually like I think some of the best times you can actually go to therapy are when life isn't falling apart. Cause then you can actually really learn about yourself totally. and the amount of people, even that I learn like me in the workplace or that are like much older, um, who just like, don't even know their basic likes and dislikes, mm. um, like is vast is like actually quite surprising. So just mm. like getting to know yourself and who you are as a person that can be really helpful. I think, especially if you're in your teens and you're, I think early twenties when you're kind of still figuring all that out, Totally. um, even when you're later, um, later on in life, cause heck we all have like <laughs> times in our lives when we are just like, what the heck am I doing? Midlife crisis. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, <laughs> But if you even are feel slightly ready or even just questioning, go to therapy, just mm-hmm. try it. Why yeah. not? What do you've got to lose? Like, totally. and this is, I know a lot of people also, like, I think we talked about this, um, before we started recording how, like some people are like, well, how do you encourage someone else to go to therapy? Like, yeah. If you were- that's struggling. Yeah. I think that's a big question. And I can use myself for an example, because I, even though I got this question from actually quite a few people, which was either being in a relationship and like a romantic relationship or being around people that you really, you know, you're like, you need to go to therapy, and, <laughs> but they may not see that at all. And what is the best way to kind of like gently nudge or encourage? Because it is that scary thing for a lot of people. 
still, right? Like people are like, there's nothing wrong with me or like I can self-regulate and I can do it myself. Like, you know, all those things, what's the best kind of way to deal with that situation? So this is a really tough one Yeah, because you can say, have you considered, like, have you tried consider therapy and like sometimes it's just helping them like find a therapist and just mm-hmm. they don't know where to start and we can talk about all that in a little bit but at the same time you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink absolutely and therapy is something that someone needs to come to on their own terms mm-hmm. right so i think the only way to really go about it is just be supportive of that person yeah and when you can't like and again setting boundaries out with that person too and saying like look i can't help you Maybe we let's find someone who can. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. So it's a really complicated one, right? Yeah. Um, and then like I think just helping them look for their therapist. Like I've helped like so many of my friends look for therapists. Um, and I think that could be a really big thing because a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know what to look for. Absolutely. And I also will add before we talk about looking for a therapist is that you can, if you're in therapy, you can start implementing what you're learning. Just just needle it right in there because I've done that tons. Like, you know, you go, you're the one who's going to therapy. You're gonna, okay, you don't want to go to therapy. That's fine. I'll go for everybody involved. And you just start like you can start using those positive tools and that toolbox that your therapist has given you and implement those things yourself. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And like, sometimes people see you, they see you grow and thrive and they're like, well, I want to grow and thrive yeah. too. Yeah. How do I, how do I get on, on Lead that? Lead by example. Drink mm-hmm. the water. Drink the fucking <laughs> water. <laughs> Drink the therapy water. Okay. <laughs> it will help you. <laughs> okay. So then, yeah. Next question is how do people go about finding a therapist? And above that even more is how do you find a therapist that you click with because you that's a hard one and I think that people get really discouraged by you go to your the first therapist at the top of the google page and you're like "Ah, 911 get me out of here (laughs) so this is a like oh let's get into this so it's like yeah let's just start with like starting to look for a therapist. Then we can go into what am I looking for? Cause yeah. two different things. So like, what do I look, um, where do I look for a therapist? Like, I think if you are in Canada and like, um, I can speak to Canada and the UK for sure. Like often one of the best things to do is just, there'll be like, um, like registries essentially like hmm. accredited therapists. Okay. Um, so like I, I know counseling BC is one of them or even like, I think there's a variety of ones in the UK where you can literally find like counseling directories. Okay. Um, and you can look through that. Um, and I would recommend like just even starting there mm-hmm. or even contacting like, um, like I would, uh, yeah, I would actually literally recommend that or even like Googling like local therapists in your area. Yeah. But don't stop at the first one you see. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, the key. Cause we'll get into that. But yeah. like one thing I'm often asked is like, can I get a referral for family friends? Mm-hmm. Or like, should I like see this therapist that is like known in my family or whatever? And I am a like, don't, this is something that I strongly disagree with. Yeah. Um, you do not under any circumstances want to see a therapist that has a personal relationship with an acquaintance, friend, coworker, family member, significant other, et cetera. Yeah. Or, um, is like well acquainted with someone 
or a therapist, or even a therapist for mm-hmm. a family friend, family member, et cetera. So a therapist, the goal, one of the things about, that's so cool about therapists is that they have this like objective, exp- um, like view on your life, right? Mm-hmm. They're in, they know so much about your life, they, but they're like not actually in your yeah, life. Yeah. They're completely on the outside. Yeah. So if a therapist has any a relationship with anyone they know personally, one, it could be a huge breach of confidentiality. Like if something happened, although a therapist shit, that would be a huge violation of ethics and rights, but mm-hmm. it's actually, there's something called, um, dual relationship where it's okay. actually against like a therapist's ethics or rights to be seeing someone, um, that they know they have like a close connection to through someone or that, um, if they are seeing like, say a sibling, like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to see a, one family member isn't supposed to see like, I mean, sorry, one therapist isn't supposed to see like a whole member of all, every member of a family, right. Ex- unless they're in like, right family therapy, for example. Right. Because then they would have all the different opinions and they'd know more than they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then again, they're getting all these other opinions. They're not possibly Mm -hmm. won't reflect the person's back self back to them, et cetera. In terms of cost, um, private therapists, like they can be expensive, especially if you're seeing a psychologist, but like there are plenty of charities, even just going to the Canadian mental health association and Mm. you can easily find some tools there. Um, but I would start with that. Um, and sometimes through work you can get sessions, but usually those aren't long-term, but, um, I would always think of therapy as an investment in your health. I was just going to say it's, you're paying a gym membership. It's just the same as another gym membership girl. Mm. And literally that's what it is. And you can break up your sessions, right? So say you can't really afford it. Like you can, go maybe like one session a month, start mm-hmm. with that or yep. one session every two weeks. And like, you can figure that out. So those are in terms of like cost effective, et cetera, mm-hmm. in terms of what you are looking for. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. 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 Hit me with this. Yes. So, okay. This is the first thing I always tell people is who are you most comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Um, so think about the people you are most comfortable being vulnerable around in your life. What are their demographics? What are their characteristics? What are their patterns? Are they a certain gender? Are they gentle, blunt? Are they a certain age? Take stock of those things. Those are your starting point. Yeah. Um, The reason I I say think of those things is like, I have a lot of male friends who come to me um, Mm -hmm. and they're like, Alex, like I'm really struggling. I'm looking for a therapist. And I've had a lot of male friends tell me that they're actually not comfortable being vulnerable around other men. Mm -hmm. So, right. So I always say like, why don't you, um, talk to someone who's a woman, et cetera. So those are things to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Cause you're going to be getting deep and dirty with these people. You want somebody that you can, you feel like you can trust. Definitely. Another thing is, and I will say this cautiously. So demographics can matter. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't really seeing a strong pattern and anybody you can feel vulnerable with, uh, in that case, I'd strongly recommend that you choose someone of like similar demographics as you. Okay. So why do I say that? Um, so I will use myself as an example because Mm -hmm. it's the best way I can illustrate this as a woman who has walked through life and experienced sexism. And I've had to talk to my therapist about this. Mm -hmm. I will have a difficult time resonating with a, ma- a male therapist about those issues for sure. I just will. And that is, and whether I think whether that is right or wrong is like totally other question. Cause they, then they therapies for you. Yeah. Um, so for example, the reason I say is have similar 
um, demographics is because it removes all the unconscious bias that we inherently just have as humans from the mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just, and it's therapy is about betting yourself. So just go with that and go with someone who's going to make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might differ for other people. Right. So just being aware of those things. Um, so demographics just can't help with that. They don't always, they don't always will, but they can. So yeah. for me, for example, um, I am a cis queer woman, um, who's quite educated. My therapist is a, is a cis hetero woman who mm-hmm. is a huge ally. And she is actually about, I think she's about 15 years older than me. And I personally, that's something that really works for me because mm-hmm. she's kind of almost just walked through life. Um, the life I'm walking through and I gain yeah. a lot of knowledge because she's just like, oh, I remember that phase of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. So that's something that works for me. It might not work for everyone, but just yeah. being aware of those things. Yeah. Next thing, your work style matters. You and your therapist should have similar work styles for best results. Are you goal-oriented? Then choose a therapist who's goal-oriented. Right. Do you sometimes need to kick up the ass? Then find someone who will like tell you yeah. and what you want to hear when you don't want to hear it. Yeah. You need to hear when you don't want to hear it. So those things are super important. That's something you should How do you discuss. go about finding, like finding out if that's your, their work style? Like if you walk into a, you know, cause you had said something very interesting to me when we were talking about doing this episode was that yeah. people will go to the first therapist, right. And then they don't help or whatever. They don't click with them and then they're off the table, but you had said it's very much like you have to try it it's on. Like, like you have like to dating. Just keep try- it's like dating. You have to keep trying them on. So, so- I'll get, I'll get into that in a moment okay. because I think there's a few more things that you need to look for at a therapist. For sure. Um, but that is something to, so hold on to that thought. Cause okay. I think that's so, so important. I'm thanking it. I'm thanking um, it. so second, like last, like four things like credentials matter. Yeah. So like, make sure they are clinically registered and that they have a master's degree. minimum like usually that's like a like a therapist should have a master's degree and like there is some dispute like does education matter should I have to see someone who's clinically registered I I just always do like no exceptions um for a variety of reasons um mate for insurance reasons for um it's just like therapy a therapist is someone who can really screw up your life pretty quickly yeah. I want to make sure that they have the credentials for it. It's like going to um, an un, uh, credentialed doctor. You don't want to do that. Exactly. Um, background and experience matters. So if you have depression, work with someone who specializes in that area. Have trauma, yeah. work with someone who specializes in that area. Simple as that. Um, there, every um, every therapist will have techniques they specialize in. So just like. I think look at their techniques um, and you might not don't, you don't have to go and learning about all these techniques, but just kind of being aware of those things. Yeah. And oftentimes um, when you search up the therapist, they'll have on their little like yeah. blurb that those last two pieces of information. So if you, you don't need to even ask that most of the time, yeah. it will say like specializes in trauma, family, like da, da, yeah. da, whatever. And it'll also have their um, credentials right underneath their name. So you don't need to worry about like asking those questions internet makes it a little yeah just go use your creeping skills um so last so say you've gone through like a website um like say you've gone to counseling bc or just like a counseling or therapy registry website look for people that you're interested in make a list Mm -hmm. four five six people that you're like huh i could see myself clicking with them okay and then i would say try them out yeah 
Again, it's like dating, try them out, read their website, read their testimonials, read their work styles. A lot of um, therapists they will have on their website, like, this is how I work. This is what I specialize in. Look at those things. Yeah. And then book some like preliminary appointments. Um, and so you found someone that fits then essentially just introduce yourself. Yeah. Like email them, introduce yourself, say like, look, you don't even have to say if you don't have a problem or something that you're struggling with that to them, that's fine. Just say, hi, I want to book an appointment. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Um, if there's anything I can give people, any advice I can give people in terms of what you should be aware of before your first appointment. And I will bring this up simply because we are in a global pandemic and yeah. a lot of appointments now are over zoom. Yep. Um, so before your therapy session, just be really aware of your environment. So a, like what I mean by this is that we're no longer going into a space that's private necessarily. Yeah. Um, especially if you have housemates, um, et cetera. So what I recommend people do is go to a calm space that's private in your house. If you have a flatmate, tell them to not interrupt. I tell my yeah. flatmate all the time. I'm like, Hey, Brett, like <laughs> I'm about to have therapy. Like, please put in earplugs. Brett, it's <laughs> and therapy it's, time. And he knows, please like, to a podcast. Pardon me. <laughs> Brett, it's therapy time. Please listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And he knows something. It's just like, it's like something I need for myself. And Perfect. I love that. I make sure I'm in a comfiest place. I'm usually in my bed. And I have pillows around me because I usually hug something if I feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So like I have that, I have like tissues near me and like, I like not necessarily, but I'm just like, I'm making sure I have everything Set ready to go. Set yeah. yourself up for the comfies and the cries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so just do that. And like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, so I would say in terms of that, and then like you go into then your first appointment and that's when it gets fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you get to talk about all the things (laughs) yeah and like I think in your first appointment when you're talking with someone I think the things you should be kind of aware of are like what like what should a therapist do in your first appointment like Mm -hmm. the first time you meet them well first they should read you read you your rights and the client um your rights as a client and their rights as a therapist. Yeah. Um, and there's a few things I think we should probably talk about later just because I think they are important to hit on they should ask why you're in therapy and your goals. Um, they should ask you, uh, qu- you questions about you and get to know you. They sh- um, And also you should ask your therapist questions. Mm-hmm. Like what are your, what appointment times are you mostly available for? How mm-hmm. do you work? And all those things, if they haven't already asked you. And this is, I think the most important things. If you are scared, nervous, or anxious about the process, tell your therapist. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> Because then yeah. they know they're like, okay, this is where this person's at. And it's not a shame. And it, it will just make you feel so much fucking better. Yeah. To just say like, I've never done this before. Or like, this makes me really uncomfortable, but I'm just like trying to better myself or whatever you're working on. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to be polite. Like you're meeting somebody at the bar. You just don't have to. <laughs> These people are trained for it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know? Literally though. Um, so literally that's what you have to do. And like, then there is this whole thing of like, is this there? And then you get into, well, is this therapist for me? So I think that's when you get in, I think after you've kind of reached that first hurdle of, okay, I've had my first appointment. Now what you get into this place of, is this therapist for me? And I think that's where a lot of people get lost. Absolutely. Um, so like, I think there's a few basics to that. Like one is like, how did I feel during the appointment? Like, was I comfortable? Did I feel safe? 
I think one thing we talked about before this is like, I think you had a question about a male. Yeah, therapist, I can, right? I can literally read it to you because this was one of the questions that was sent to me. And this was a, uh, like, this was under the, like, is this a red flag or is this normal? For yeah, yeah, yeah. To do? So the, the question was, um, DM to me and it said, once I had a male therapist, tell me before we began sessions that he wanted me to be aware of sexual proje- projection. <laughs> he told me it was common for his patients to feel sexual projection either from him or directed towards him. And he wanted to make sure that he maintained a professional and healthy relationship. It made me feel uneasy and uncomfortable. And I didn't go back. Is that normal? Or is that a huge red flag? <laughs> Like I read that and I was like, I feel like that's a red flag, but I'm not a professional. Okay. I remember reading this and I literally just died. I was like, oh my God. Literally, I was like, what? Like, yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, okay, this is like a huge red flag. Right off the bat, the therapist is making it about themselves. It's not about the therapist, it's about you. So get right. the hell out. Yeah. Like, thanks. No thanks. We try on a hey. different pair of therapist pants. Yes, I'll try on another one. Thank you. Yeah, literally. Like swipe left. Um, <laughs> literally though, like I personally would have actually reported that therapist to be honest, because like this See, is that's really problematic. That's a huge boundary line, and yeah, this is super unprofessional. So if uh, go, going back to, were you comfortable? No, no. <laughs> get out. Um, then you go into like, was I feeling empowered? Like, did you feel belittled, disempowered, misunderstood mm-hmm. or invalidated at all during the session? If so, mm-hmm. the therapist probably wasn't for you. So I yeah. left. Yeah. Um, Swipe and left. I think then you get into like the therapy session. Was it collaborative? Like, were they working with you or telling you what to do? Were you challenged? Your therapist isn't supposed to be your best friend. There's supposed to be someone who's challenging you, who's help, going to help Pushing you, you see forward. a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if like you didn't really feel challenged. Like they probably aren't for you. You might not know that until a few sessions in and that's okay. Totally. And then that brings us actually to another one of the questions, which I thought was really, really great because I know this has come up for me and my friends quite often, which is if you feel like you've outgrown your therapist, you know, you've kind of got to the, to the ceiling of their expertise or whatever that looks like. What is a a good way to sort of end that relationship? And what is a good way to find the next person oh yeah this is so this is interesting um this is something that have I have like come across quite a bit is like so this also comes to like you shouldn't be able to outsmart your therapist either mm-hmm. yeah so as soon as you can one. outsmart your therapist or lie out of your therapist don't waste your time and money find someone who can but once you feel challenged I think it's real like you want to feel challenged and like I think one real thing that's really important is that you remember that a therapist wants what's best for you, right? Mm-hmm. A good therapist knows that as you grow and change, that your needs are going to grow and change. Yeah. And that's a sign in many ways that they did their job. Yeah. Um, I think that's so, a compliment. Oh yeah. So I would say, just be honest. I would mm-hmm. say either like I'm interested in trying some new techniques or I'm interested in challenging myself further, or you can even say like, I'm interested in taking a break from therapy and investing in some other methods. You can even ask for some recommendations. If you know exactly what you're thinking for, you can say like, look, like this is what I'm looking for. Like, would you know anybody who can fit those needs? And you can always go back to them. 
too. Totally. You can always go back to them. Yeah. I think, think we, I think we, as a society really worry about like hurting people's feelings and you know, that comes down to any relationship that you're ever going to have. You don't want to, you don't want to break up with so-and-so you don't want to, you know, like it, it, you don't want to tell your friend that whatever, you don't want to start conflict and you don't want to hurt people's feelings, but you do need to remember that. Like, hopefully if you have a good therapist and you've, even if you've been working with them for a while, hopefully that just means they've done their job real well. Oh, definitely. And that would be a sign that they've done their job real well. And you should be proud of that, that your needs, that your who you are has grown and changed. Totally. I think that's an incredible sign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, and this also, it also, this also is really interesting because it leads into a question. What if the therapist wasn't, didn't, wasn't a good fit for you? Yes. So there are cases, and this is rare, where, so a therapist, this goes into the rights of a therapist. A therapist has a right to avoid initiating a counseling relationship or, and also has the right to terminate a relationship at any time. Mm. Um, if they feel they can no longer be a professional assistant to the client um, or if they feel like they cannot help them, et cetera. If this ever happens to you, do not get discouraged. This doesn't mean you're beyond help or any of the bullshit or like, it doesn't mean there's anything bad about me. Simply again, it means the therapist doesn't have the tools and knowledge necessary to help you. Yeah. In terms of a client, your rights are as follows, at least in Canada for this situation. Um, you, the therapist has to refer you to services. If you do not take those services, they have no right. Um, they have no, they don't have to keep seeing you. Right. However, if you are referred to services and those services can't take you, the therapist has to keep seeing you until they can find a okay, referral interesting. that will work for you. So just know your rights in those situations. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, though, everyone needs to just remember uh, finding good therapist is a lot like dating. Don't settle. Find someone you click with. It may take a few attempts, but eventually you'll find someone who works for you and you're going to grow. And like the thing is, at the end of the day, therapy is work. And you will own my, so my mom is a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and she has tells every single patient that walks into her office, the following, you will only get out of therapy, what you put into it. And there are no exceptions to that rule. You have to do the work period. And if you lie to your therapist, you're wasting your time and money and you're only going to feel like shit. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't active about it and actively like thinking and reflecting on the things you're learning and applying them you're not going to get anything out of it. And so it's such a process. You just have to be patient. Yeah. And, and, like- I, and I think it's too, I think you have to remember it's a process like dating where, where you do have to be, you have to, even though it's hard because you're like, okay, I need that. And that's maybe why it's smart to start seeking out these resources and going to therapy before there's a problem. Because if you're already in turmoil and then you start trying this process, it's going to be a bad time. <laughs> you're not going to have fun, you know, like it's, it is, cause it is, it is, it's a process of finding who works for you, what works for you. Like what's the best, especially if you've never done it before, you're going to have to try on some different things. So, and that's the key thing, right? Cause when you go to a therapist in crisis, in a sense, like they're just trying to like tape you back together. So you don't totally fall apart. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you go to a therapist beforehand, you can actually start to learn the preventative tools and build the resilience needed. So when something does come your way, it kind of just bounces off you. Yeah. Um, and then you can rebound like Simone Biles. It'll be great. Yeah. And you already have the tools in your toolkit that the therapist has given to you. It's so great. And like, it's preventative, like Botox. And sunscreen, SPF, and sunscreen, y'all. put your SPF 50. on. Um, <laughs> Every day. And like, 
I think there's also a thing, like some people always ask, like, how long will I have to go to therapy? It's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but just don't quit. Cause you didn't see results after four sessions. Like, would you quit going to the gym? Cause you didn't yeah. like, gain huge muscles after four sessions. No, like see the same therapist for like at least six months to a year and like yeah. work through your shit. Just do it. Like it, it's just, yeah, for me, like I'm, I did quite a few sessions after my break. I found a therapist. Um, and I can just use myself as an example for the whole process. Yeah found a therapist she was recommended to me by a friend who wasn't seeing her any longer and it wasn't about that anymore so uh, or like to do with her or whatever Mm -hmm. um so I went to her she's an older woman very grandmotherly but does like kind of like loves the like she's a little spiritual which I liked and Mm -hmm. so we clicked right away I really like her um and did probably yeah six I want to say I did like six sessions like once every two weeks or something like that just to kind of like I've been in therapy before so I just needed kind of like the re-up and like to talk through recenter a little recenter talk through stuff completely objectively you know besides my friends telling me like fuck that guy you do you can do better you know and um, And you're sitting there like I I know you I can do better but I don't feel I can do better right now (laughs) and so I saw her and then I saw her like just did like a I've done like I think two over the course of the last year like just did a little catch-up session and a little like hey like this is like an issue that's come up and like I'll probably do one with her like this week or next just a little like hey like I'm having some issues it and you can do that like you can find your find your toolbox find your it's like start building your toolbox find your therapist that you click with and then you don't have to go like there's nothing wrong with you my sister just started therapy I don't think she'll have any problem with me telling me everybody this because she (laughs) fucking loves it she's never gone to a therapist before and she's like I should have gone so much sooner and I and she's like I've got so many people on the therapy train everyone loves therapy and I'm like yeah because it's the best it's the fucking shit it's literally like that one hour of the week or whatever or the month or whatever how many times you're going to see your therapist Mm -hmm. where you can just bitch or you can that's your one hour to yourself and it's freaking great oh and and like like, your relationships all the relationships around you will benefit so much from you going to therapy like you understand other people better you understand reactions to things better you like trust me just go find a therapist just find a therapist and like you will understand yourself better and like why you think the way you do Mm -hmm. and like your likes and dislikes and all these things and it's Mm -hmm. like I think we also forget like once you like, unless a therapist like closes their practice, like you can always, again, you can always go back to see your therapist. And the beauty of technology is that even if you move, like I had, cause I went to boarding school in high school and then I moved also was in university. And like, I started that was away from my hometown and I live in a different country. And I yeah. still see this. I've seen the same therapist for like six or seven years. See, I love that. And like, it's the great. Power like, the I internet. Figure, yeah, it's great. So you can find someone you click with and you're like, great we're chilling. Absolutely. It's so great. One thing, Kelsey, this was like, oh, I know I was on your list of questions. You talked mm. about this shame spiral. Oh yeah. That was I get into there. that with you really quickly. If you'd like, yeah, let's do it. Talk about the shame spiral because that was one of the things that somebody had asked me about was, um, just advice on getting out of a shame spiral. And I think, you know, her shame, everybody's shame spiral obviously is going to look a little bit differently, but why don't you define a shame spiral to us and then, and then advise on it? Yeah. So 
I think what is he I'm looking at some like the question I think it was like she said she was like 30 unmarried and over casual sex but also not dot 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 hallelujah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think hi welcome to your 30s as a millennial love it um so essentially I think before we even get into shame I think we need to talk about what guilt is because I think we those things can often get mixed up so yeah. guilt is this is a feeling we get when we believe that we we believe or perceive that we did something wrong yeah and that can either be related to a mistake or we hurt someone whether it be intentional unintentional unintentional and like so a kind of a way of thinking about it is like I made a mistake so I feel bad that I did that or I hurt someone etc yeah this is where shame differs is when we think that our mistakes actions behaviors or the actions behaviors um of others towards us or the opinions of others have, have about us, I should say, the opinions mm-hmm. others have about us um, say something negative about who we are as people. Mm. So for example, I made a mistake. I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. That person treated me poorly. I deserve to be treated poorly. Yes. That's where the two differ. And then you get into like shame-based thinking, right? So it's like, you can think like, does this mean I'm defective? So damaged. That's mm-hmm. shame-based thinking. Does this mean I'm dirty or incompetent or unwanted or weak or bad or pitiful or nothing, not deserving, all of these things. And when you get into that like sort of pattern of thinking, you get into, like, this has huge consequences for our self-esteem, right? Absolutely. Um, and so I think the biggest thing is how we combat shame is I think, again, I will preface it. I'm not a therapist or a psychiatrist or a doctor. This is only me coming from my own experience. I think how we combat shame, it will vary between people and going to a therapist, specifically someone who specializes in CBT will really help and knows about, um, um, so CBT is like cognitive behavioral say, therapy. What's, yeah, what's CBT? <laughs> Hold on, back up. <laughs> back up, rewind. So cognitive behavioral therapy is a way of exam, is a type of therapy that examines how our thoughts, beha- uh, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors all interact with each other okay. and how our thoughts affect our feelings and our actions and all the above. So a really good example of that is um, say a person has social anxiety. Okay. Um, so they have a thought that's like, I think that everyone hates me. So then they behave in a way at a party, they go to a party, they behave in a way that's like, that's kind of weird and everyone reacts kind of right. oddly. And then they feel terrible about that. Right. So it's looking at how those things interconnect. And there's so many more examples. But so that's a prime who, one. Oh, yeah. Um, so someone who specializes in that could really help you. But I think a basic, if we're talking about like just a basic technique you practice on your own mm-hmm. is a getting rid of the shoulds, woulds, coulds and recognizing Big. those things in your vocabulary. So mm-hmm. I should be married. And I think that's a big one because we all like, I, I think as women who were like, we're all, I'm 31. <laughs> I have two married sisters. I'm from a religious family. I, you know, all those things. Yeah. I was raised to, and I think too, like I was raised to think, but I also like have been in lots of, uh, relationships where I should be married by now (laughs) and, or that's my inner dialogue, right? We don't have to be doing those things. Let's all calm down. Totally. And everyone's on their own timeline too. And like, it's so hard, right? Because when you like, 
who, where you are raised, those beliefs, et cetera, those are going to play a huge influencing role in that. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to have people too around you saying, you should be this, you should be that. Like, when are my grandkids coming? Like, Absolutely. that's an like example, right? I have three in the room right now. Okay. <laughs> exactly. All, they all are furry. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like getting rid of those, but even recognizing those in your inner yeah. monologue will be so important because mm-hmm. then you can catch yourself and you're like, wait, what? The thing, another thing is um, an exercise that my therapist um, told me was the five whys. Okay. So if you ever feel shame around something, ask yourself three why, five why questions. Okay. So even if you like feel anxious, so why, why am, so what's an example? Like why Let's am do I the, sca- We'll do the married one again. Cause that's an easy one. Yeah. So why am I ashamed? You don't even have to say, why am I ashamed of the fact? Like why I am, actually, you can say that. Why am I ashamed of the fact that I'm unmarried because everyone else is married? Why do I have to be married if everyone else is married? Mm -hmm. Because that means I will never find someone. Well, what if, or what if I never find someone or what, like, why have I not found someone because I'm not at a place in my life that why do I think this says something bad about me? Because I'm scared. I'm unloved. Like right. it can kind of go in like that's kind of back a, off of each other a little bit. Yeah. You can piggyback, um, off of each other. Another thing you can do is just say like, so what? So like, so what if I never get married? Mm. Well, then I'll just hang out with myself and be surrounded by animals. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Like, you Love know what that I mean? Life for me. Yeah. But you know, like that is an example, like, cause a for lot sure. of those things, they aren't that scary. And like, absolutely. I'm trying to think the five whys. I actually think I could think of a better example. Just like sometimes you just think of them a bit like, um, but a good example for, I think I'll think of one for like myself, social anxiety. It's like, why am I, am I ashamed that I didn't get invited to this party? Mm. Um, because I wanted to fit in. I want to be a part of something. Well, why do I want to be a part of something? Because that means I belong. Mm. Well, why do I need to belong? Because if I don't belong here, um, that means no one loves me. Mm. And sometimes if you get to the deeper root of that, it can give you a little bit of sense of calm because you can realize, oh, this is because I'm looking to fulfill a need. Right. That again, going back to our inner child, that (laughs) that inner child needs. Um, So you can kind of think of it that way. So I think that's, those are some of the best ways to combat shame is just kind of really being kind with yourself and reflecting, okay, what is really going on here? Yeah, totally. Like, and just remembering that those things don't say something bad about you. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're bad or like dirty or incompetent or whatever might be plaguing you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so next time I encourage everyone, like next time they feel a sense of shame, just kind of question that a bit and being like, yeah, I like that. I like the five whys. And I think too, it would be super helpful yeah. if you could write them down. If you're in the middle of oh, one yeah. in your own in public, don't do it obviously, but like <laughs> nah, just do, it it. do it on your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like we carry Notes these little shit. notebooks around. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Note, note down like what it is and like literally keep breaking it down. It'd be like the goals, break it down to bite size. Like Make it all yeah. bite-sized, baby. 
one chunk then maybe at a time. You have, then maybe something, you have something to bring your therapist. <laughs> exactly. Actually, one thing, um, I would say for therapy, one thing I actually have done before and I thought was really helpful is that I actually had like a therapy journal. I'm also a huge journaler. Mm, I love so journaling. if I ever have like, Oh, isn't it great? And Don't you just like stream of conscious that shit. And like, I actually, for a while, and I still have it, I had a journal. And so every therapy session, I'd bring it and I would just write stuff down that was really poignant to me. And I would reflect on it throughout the week or like my therapist was super into homework. So I would get like exercises sometimes. Yeah. I've got lots of homework from my therapists over the years too. Isn't it the fucking best? It's the best. Like you're like, oh, that, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. I like this. It's it's good homework. And then you go back to your therapist. You're like, oh my God, like I learned this and that. And they're just sitting there like, yes. <laughs> yes, that is what you learn. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it so, so much. So great. And like, I wrote everything down. I write everything down. And I still actually reflect on that stuff. And like, that's great. It's great. You have that meditation, meditative thing. Or in like as an avid journal or two, like you would understand. It's like, there's a, there's a, an ominous to it. Absolutely. It just gets, like, it just gets your own. Well, it's your own brain dump too, right? Like the journaling oh, yeah. is your own brain dump. I did have, okay, this is like a little woo woo, but I did, I had a, um, I did a session with a psychic medium this Ooh, week. Tell me more. Dude, it was so cool. I actually want to hear all about this. It was the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I was just like, but she said she, one of the things she said was because uh, my grandma and my great grandma both came through to talk to her oh, wow. and they both told her before they like stopped. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, they both told her, they said that I had an old journal in the house that I needed to get rid of. Cause it had like bad vibes, bad juju. And I had my entire journal from like the breakup and like all COVID last year, like just my brain dumps. And like, I've talked about on here before, like how I, my journaling is not like structured at all. It's very just like word pew. And so it was all of the bad from last year. And both of them were like, you have to get rid of that. So I went and burned it in my backyard. And then my girlfriend who's first nation, first nation, she was like, you literally can't be near the smoke. Like it can't touch you. That's a very big, like thing in their culture is that like when you're getting rid of things that are like bad vibes, you don't even go like that's, you don't touch sage girl burn sage. My, my sweet sweet if anybody is listening right now that wants to apply for the bachelor with my roommate dave <laughs> this man is like mr like welder he literally comes in he's like why are you burning he's like he came home from work and my stuff was like burning in the backyard and he was like what are you doing and i was like oh i was just telling him i was like oh the medium told me i have to burn it, it has bad juju and ali told me i'm not allowed to touch the smoke and he just gets his work boots on goes back outside stokes it fires it around moves all he's like and then came back and he was like okay it's done i put it out like it's completely burned for you like he just didn't even question my woo-woo behaviors he was like yep got it no problem i was like i love you so much <laughs> he's so like you can- yeah he was like you can come outside now i was like did you burn it for me he's like yeah it's all done <laughs> Like, no que- no question at all about why I was being like all witchy and woo woo in the backyard. Just was like, love yeah, that. got it. <laughs> so anybody, everybody, this is another point, Dave. We love him. 
We love Dave. We love Dave. Um, anyways, I think that's all my questions that I had for you, madame. Yeah, I was going to say, is there anything else you'd like to ask or talk oh, about or banter about or? I don't know. I, I, I feel like that was pretty pretty yes good that was extensive that was a pretty good walk into therapy yeah is there anything it's a welcome to the second part of your life is there anything else you want to add that like what maybe wasn't on the questions or like or that we haven't really touched on is there anything that you can think of I think that was kind of everything like yeah I yeah I think like we literally covered everything like yeah fuck um I don't think there's anything I would add um I think the only thing it's like I love what what's your you don't know jack I, I always forget is you it you jack. don't know jack yeah well I just love you don't know jack, jack shit all I want to say it's like you don't know jack shit remember guys you're just winging it you don't know jack shit mm. <laughs> you don't know jack shit I'm telling you nobody does we're all just I, out here trying oh fuck yeah we are literally just all winging it and some people are better at winging it than others yeah and some people are gonna help you doing it more <laughs> amen like your therapist oh yeah. go to therapy drink that water drink that holy water <laughs> do you know what i'm getting i'm i'm gonna start doing sweatshirts this is exclu- oh, i'm gonna cut this out because nobody knows this yet but i'm gonna start doing sweatshirts and they all say drink water and like something else so i'm gonna do drink water and go to therapy i'll do drink one water. that says that could I please order one? Already? Absolutely. Or being like, or saying that said you'd be hotter if you went to therapy. Jack Is that what merch. this episode's going to be called? Therapy made me hot. I think it has to be. <laughs> or you'd therapy be hotter. Made me hot? You'd be hotter if you went to therapy. You'd be hotter if you went to therapy. Everyone just remember, you'd be a lot hotter if you went to therapy. Well, this better. T- I really want this podcast to take off. And then you're going to go on a world mm-hmm. tour. And then you can like come to London and oh. do like... Like the girls from My Favorite Murder were in London. Yes. Like, That's what I want. It's my manifestation that this is. This I'm is manifesting. I'm manifesting big <laughs> things. <laughs> manifesting like my- big things for the bit, for the Jack shit show. We manifest hard. And thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. I'm so glad that you uh, like reached out to me to do it. I didn't really know like your full titles and stuff like that. I didn't really know what you were up to. Like I knew you worked really closely in mental health, but holy shnikes, you know all the things. Everybody, come come on, hang out. Can I take a photo? Oh my God, yeah, I should do one too. Okay, hold on. (laughs) That's great. That's great. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I'm going to do one too. I guess I could stop recording now, probably. (laughs) Okay, thanks, buddy. I'm going to stop recording, but stay here. Oh, you guys, the fact. Okay, let me just tell you why I think we're a big deal. (laughs) Let me toot my own horn in a weird way. Weird flex, but okay. We had to get cleared by the World Health Organization in order to release the like fact that Ali works for the World Health Organization. And if that doesn't make us a big deal, I honestly just don't know what will. I don't know. How cool is that? Doesn't that seem like a big deal to you? Because it did to me. I was like, we have to get clearance for this from like, okay, sure. So anyways, pretty excited about that. Um, Thank you, Allie, for sharing your brain with all of us. That was honestly, you guys, I told you you'd had to take notes and you did, didn't you? 
this is the last two episodes I feel like are really good ones so that you can a support yourself but b support your friends you can send them to listen to these you can send them the links that are in the show notes we've got tons of them um i feel like we're in all okay we see the light we've you know i'm booked a vaccine i'm a fossil so i get to do that but man that light was it it's just it took a while to show up you know and uh i know that I really struggled with my mental health this year. I think a lot of people did. I And I don't think I know because the people around me, their mental health took a real, a real one too. You know, you feel? I am so excited and I think the timing is perfect to be putting this out. Uh, if you're hitting a COVID wall, if you're just hitting a life wall. Hi, welcome. Everyone else is here with you. This shit show is a struggle bus. We're on a bus. It's not, everybody's on it, okay? Don't panic. You sure as shit ain't alone. And I'm just so excited that we got to put this out. So big shout out to Allie. Um, like I said, show notes are full of links that you need. I highly, highly recommend that you look into those and know that we love you. I'm really proud of you, dude, for making it through this last year. I say it all the time, but honestly, what a fucking shit show this has been. And speaking of shit show and LOL that I recorded this a few weeks ago when I hadn't put Camp Jack out yet. Um, if you don't know what Camp Jack is, you have obviously not been hanging out with us on Instagram at the Drag Shit Show. I'm pumping that shit all over the place because I'm so excited about it. POV, COVID's gone. Okay, this is this is the vibe. This is the scene. Set the scene, Kelsey. POV. <laughs> COVID is gone. We're all hanging out. We're we're on the lake all day. Okay, we're a little crispy from the sun. Have a shower. You know, you just need a light layer for the for the night. Just need a light layer. It's warm out. These sweaters that I put out I'm so excited about them they're like perfect lightweight I've been living in mine um and I am absolutely blown away that you guys have supported me thus far I am it's a side gig on a side gig on a side gig like how many side gigs is too many do you think I'm just so excited I'm just so excited to put this out and um in honor of that and in honor of our first two-parter, we're actually putting up a new design today. Um, don't panic if you've already bought from me uh, because I'm waiting on mailers. I had to buy the eco, I had to buy like biodegradable ones because I am from the West Coast, okay? So the little hippie in me says, we're not putting more plastic out there. So I'm waiting on the mailers. They're not here yet, which means that your orders have not shipped yet. Um, so if you want to buy this one as well, then you feel free to just click local pickup when you buy it and, uh, and I'll add it to your order. Um, but we're putting out a special Ali Schuster design. <laughs> You're going to like it. I think I'm really excited. And if you've made it this far and either you're already supporting your girl, your gal, I'm giving you a discount, duh, because I fucking love giving you guys shit I actually love it it's like 
It's the best. It's my favorite. So if you type in the code that's hot, all capitals, like Paris Hilton, that's hot. I'm going to give you a little discount. Uh, it's only going to be applied for the new design. So it's only going to be applicable if you like that one but hey stick around you know i got new shit coming out all the time my little creative brain has been running a mile a minute i have all sorts of cool stuff coming for you um anyways that's all for me thank you for supporting camp jack thank you for listening to this episode and you know dealing with your mental health and looking out for your people thank you for listening to this podcast because oh, it just means, are you guys, it just means the world to me that you hang out with me every Thursday and that uh, you get to hang out with me because I'm a treat. No, just kidding. Um, I love you. You don't know jack shit. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye. I just wanted to remind you that I love you and if you're having a real hard time right now it's okay no panic we can get you through this there's loads of links in my bio you can text me reach me anytime I'll hang out with you and also let me just remind you of this if you unalive yourself okay if you unalive yourself there will be people that you hate that will pretend they knew you really well and they're gonna make memorial posts for you oh can you think of anything worse than the people you don't like in this life? Being like, R.I.P. miss you so much. Oh my god, you were such a good person. Ah, oh, no, me neither. Don't do it. We are not... Ugh, your brain's playing tricks. I'm telling you, it's playing tricks. There are so many people who are going to miss you if you do that, okay? You message me. You check the links. Text the hotlines. Oh my god, people. there are real people on there that care about you. Real ones. And I'm a real person and I care about you a lot. So let's try to not do that, okay? If you are on the struggle bus, listen to this again. I love you and I'm really fucking proud of you. And you can do this. You can. Hang out. You got another episode next week. Don't you want to hear the gossy? Don't you want to hear what the fuck's going on over here? Sorry, but you have to make it at least one more Thursday.